بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم الحمد للہ رب العالمین وصلاۃ وسلم علیہ شرف الانبیاء والمرسلین محمد رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وآلہ وسلم تسلیم کثیر کثیر فما بعد مبردن سسٹرس آن دا سبجیکٹ آف میرج در از انٹرسٹنگ ٹرم کالڈ ایم ٹی نیسٹ سنڈروم مین میرج ان وچ دا چلڈرن ہیو آل گرون اپ اینڈ گون اوے اینڈ دا ہسبینڈ اینڈ وائف سڈنلی ڈسکور ایچ آف دیم ڈسکور دیٹ دیر از اے اسٹرینجر ان دا ہاؤس اینڈ دیٹ اسٹرینجر از دی ادر ون اینڈ دس از امین جوکس اپارٹ دس از کوائٹ لٹرلی ٹرو بیکاز لائک سم بڈی سیڈ اباؤٹ کووڈ آئی سڈنلی فاؤنڈ دیٹ آئی فاؤنڈ اے اسٹرینجر ان دا ہاؤس اینڈ آئی ڈسکور اٹس مائی ہسبینڈ اٹ از ایز clear as that. This emptiness syndrome is an interesting term that whoever thought about it, I think it's, a, uh, it's interesting. But for me, the main reason why it's interesting is because unlike the actual nest of a bird, now birds also, if you see uh, their activity when they have, when the eggs hatch and they have chicks, um, they have only one purpose in life and that is to feed those chicks and you can see the the both the you in most species both uh, genders the male and the female take care of the chicks so you see them frantic absolutely back and forth back and forth until those chicks uh, grow into fledglings and the fledglings then uh, take flight once that happens the nest is empty the difference between that the actual empty nest and the empty nest symbol or symbolic statement with regard to human beings is the duration in the case of birds we are talking about at best weeks in some cases it is literally days but at best two three four weeks and it's gone in the case of human beings It is years. And thanks to the way in which we raise children today in, in, in modern times, it is decades. Because what we have done here is we have not uh, taught maturity. We have delayed childhood. So it is common now practically in almost all cultures uh, to have, within quotes, children who are in their 20s. Um, the saving grace is poverty. Poverty is the biggest uh, asset, if I can call it that, uh, for most people. Obviously, if, you, if it's poverty in a, in a completely state of deprivation, it's not. But generally speaking, lack of resources, lack of money is a major asset because then maturity is what you gain because you don't have gadgets and you don't have, um, you know, stuff, uh, toys and stuff. Otherwise, what you lose out is maturity and, and children never mature, so-called children never mature and you have, uh, uh, within quotes, children uh, in their 20s and sometimes maybe even in their 30s. So the nest is almost never empty and the, and the parents now have this stress of, um, of raising, uh, meaning literally in many cases, supporting materially food and money and whatnot, uh, these adults, these, these grown adults. 
sometimes I reflect in Alhamdulillah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me uh, a very beautiful childhood and it was beautiful not in the sense of uh, the amount of gadgets and, and, and stuff I had but rather in, in the fact that I did not have any of that and the result was that uh, when I was 25 I was running an entire town in Guyana in South America the town of Kokwani I was the assistant administrative manager uh, my dear friend and and uh, brother Nick Adams was the manager and at the age of 25 I was running the whole town um, doing the work of what normally would be a town ma- uh, a town mayor uh, at the age of 30 when I came back to India and I joined the tea plantation uh, industry uh, at that age until I was 40 I was running tea plantations the uh, tea coffee cardamom rubber plantations the average uh, number of people who worked uh, under me, the average number was about 500. Uh, and that included uh, usually three to four managers and uh, almost maybe uh, 12 or 15 uh, what, what we call staff, which would, which would be supervisory staff of various uh, levels. And uh, the rest of them would be, would be employees, workers in different capacities. So totally about 500 on an average. In some cases, it, I, in one case, I even had 800. And that was when I was 30. So, and that's all of that because I didn't have, uh, my father's inheritance for me was one book. And that book was Siratun Nabi by Mamadou Piptal. That is my inheritance. Alhamdulillah, I, I am very grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not um, cause me to be born he caused me to be born in a, in a beautiful family, in a very honorable family with a big name. But I was not born even with a plastic spoon in my mouth. Forget about, forget about a golden or a silver spoon. Poverty is, in fact, a great asset. Now, the point I'm making here is that the emptiness syndrome. So, we have delayed childhood and water. But at the end of the day, this happens. And then people discover that they are strangers. People, meaning in this case, the two spouses, husband and wife, discover that they are strangers to one another. Um, as I mentioned to you, the, as I mentioned before, in, in COVID, somebody said this. It, it sounded like a, uh, you know, a little bit of a quip and, and funny comment, but it was true. Uh, where this person said, you know, I discovered, this lady said, I discovered I have a, a strange man in the house and that that man is my husband. Um, because every day he used to go to work, come back in the night and, you know, and suddenly now he's there. The point I'm making here is that communication, it's not just a matter of empty nest syndrome. What makes it empty nest? And at the end of that, uh, when it's only the two, the husband and wife, they discover that there's, that, you know, they have really nothing in common. Uh, it's like two people in a hotel. Uh, you know, I know this, I know who the person is. Uh, by face and almost nothing else. Now, uh, that is something that has happened over the years. And it happens for the same reason as it happens, like I, like I explained to you, the birds thing, is when, especially when the children are small, uh, both the spouses are so completely involved in, in the raising of those children. And of course, we are the, we are the most, Amazing creatures in terms of complicating our own life. So now we have these children, and then we have these aspirations for these children, and all of these, and a lot of the aspirations, if not all, have to do with what we 
tell ourselves that I wish I had done this when I was a child. You're no longer a child, so what do you do? You now inflict your great, and I'm using the word inflict very consciously. You inflict this great desire of yours on your child. So you say, well, I, I, uh, I wish I had, I was, I had learned ballet dancing. So now my child goes to ballet, you know, good news. My child goes to, uh, ballet classes. Uh, I wish I was this and I wish I was a great tennis player. So my child now has to attend a tennis academy. Uh, whether or not they like it is, is, is for the, for the, for the most part immaterial. But even if they like it, the point is, so now we have school, uh, in the morning. Uh, during the day, then after school, you have got something else you're doing. Then you're carting the child off to this and that uh, activity and so on and so forth. And by the time you come back and the day after day after day, this is what continues. And even on the weekends, we have got into a, a frame of mind where you, it's almost like, like chill, like almost as if, as if the parents are saying, I don't want to see this child in the house. So every single, I'm, I'm not saying they're saying that verbally, but this is what it looks like. I don't want to see the child in the house. So every time, including the weekends, the child is now carted off to Sunday school or this one or that one or this activity, that activity. They have summer holidays. They are off to summer school, summer camp. There is continuous activity of the parents with regard to the children. And obviously, by the time you are done, end of the day, the both the parents come home usually at different times because the parents are also they also uh, in many cases running to raise all these children they are they are also running uh, you know uh, they they are they're working two full time jobs uh, so they come home in the evening uh, somebody's got to cook so uh, whether it's the, the 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 wife or the husband somebody is cooking uh, and then cleaning and washing and and you know the whole routine of running a job. Uh, unfortunately, the way we, the way we raise children, we don't give any of these responsibilities to children. So you won't say, okay, look what, uh, I'm going to come back home and I want food on the table and you are now old enough to learn how to, to, to know how to cook. So cook the food. You're saying that to the son. You're saying that to the daughter. The dishes need to be washed. So wash them. Right? Uh, house needs to be vacuumed and cleaned. This is what should be done. No, we don't do that. Oh, the child is, is, is busy studying. Oh, the child has got this, 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 uh, project. Oh, the child is, oh, the child that. The child has turned into a parasite and you are the one who has trained this child to become a parasite. Not the fault of the child, child, the fault of the host plant, the host tree, which is growing this parasite on its back. And when the parasite starts sucking your blood, then you realize, oh my God, what did I raise? And that is the, that is the state of, uh, of families today. So when you come back home, all you're good for is to fall down in bed, dead to the world. And that's it. Now, what do you think that does to the marriage? More tomorrow, inshallah, give this some thought.